0: Unscripted Unshackled Uncouth What you're about to hear is for mature ears only
1: It's Miguel Ricky Yeah Yeah. You're a dumbass Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now
0: Holly I finally got boobs and a butt back
1: And Scotty the
0: body Am I not as cool and good-looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue
2: feels too big today.
1: Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. My name is Miguel Fuller.
0: I'm Holly O'Connor. <laughs> I'm Scotty.
1: Why are you laughing, Scott? That
0: was, just, that was an interesting way to start, and I'm kind Sorry. of curious to see why it happened.
1: Um, That's because I was just texting with Abe, my boyfriend, and I was just telling him that today is the first day in almost two weeks that I didn't have to fake it through the show. Oh. Where I've actually felt good. Okay. And productive. Um, I just feel like there has just been this sadness, this just energy over me where I just wanted to just close up shop and just lay in my bed with my covers over me. Mm-hmm. And today was the first day that I woke up and when I was in the shower, I could feel it and I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, but maybe this is just, you know, I got extra sleep because I was like, I'm going to bed early tonight. And I was like, maybe it's just because I got some extra sleep. And then as I was getting ready for the show and I can always tell when I, to me, putting together our show in the morning is like a puzzle piece. Because I'll have, like, and I still have not, like, streamlined how I put it together. So whenever other radio people are like, so describe to me your process. I'm like, I got a piece of paper here with an idea. There's a note on my phone. There's a voice memo I emailed to myself. There's a text I sent Scott. And then in the morning, I just sort of, like, put it all together and then just put the pieces together. And over the past two weeks, ever since the news of George Floyd, every morning it's been a struggle. Mm. Because usually... You know, I get here at four something and then Holly, you come in around five and I will sort of distribute the show schedule to you all. Mm-hmm. And usually it's like five pages of here's what we're doing at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 and 11. Yeah. I've been just like the past two weeks. It's like a struggle just to get the six and seven o'clock hour ready to go before the show starts. Right. And that's when I know that I'm not in a good headspace because it's just my creative energy isn't there but then this morning i was like i got the show ready i'm excited here's some social media like i feel like i was like moving on all uh cylinders yes yes and so i'm back to how i normally am where i just all these ideas are coming and like oh. they're just coming like too fast sometimes and so that's why when i started the podcast i was like oh i got another idea for something and i was like oh wait we're talking on the radio on the podcast oh. um but i do feel like we're at the very, very beginning of change in our country. Yeah. And I am very, at this moment, optimistic, and I hope that it will last. Mm. Um, and one thing that I—I I always have trouble with topics that sort of take a little bit of a long time. Like our uh, boss called us yesterday. Or me, I think he called Jude Holly and said that he was really proud of the podcast we did yesterday. Yeah,
2: I was floored because the tone of his voice when he called, he was like, hey, do you have just a real quick minute? Oh, And I was like, oh, God, like I got up from the living room, like <laughs> walked into another room, shut the door. And I was like, what, what do you got? Right. And it was a compliment. I was right. like, oh, God, thank God. <laughs> You never know. I have received many phone calls, so I don't know. He did. It was nice. It
1: was. It was very nice. And he gave us a nice compliment about it. And he was like, I wish that we could have those sort of conversations on the show. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do too. But it just takes, we only have a certain amount of time on the air because we got to get your Tampa Bay's new hit music in. Yeah, that's
2: the thing with a, a show on a station like this. Right. It's you you also gotta have music in there Right
1: And you gotta play some commercials Cause they pay the bills All that good stuff Um So we can't always have Like those in-depth discussions Like we do on the podcast Where we have time To sort of Really explore What we're feeling Well this is something That I wanted to bring up On the show But I was like There is not enough time I'm. You may have heard About the two radio hosts In Rochester mm. And the conversation that they have. Have you both heard?
2: Oh, I've heard. Yeah. Um,
1: if you haven't, I'm just going to play for you this audio of these two sort of middle aged white people um, on,
2: on a classic rock station. Yep. And, and they do an afternoon show.
1: Oh, this is in the afternoon. In the
2: afternoon.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, it doesn't make it any better, but it
2: doesn't. And, and what I was glad to see as a precursor to this, the morning show on that station, who is like a heritage legend. In Rochester, um, condemned it.
1: Who was that? Brother Weeze. Really?
2: Mm-hmm. He he's leading the show. He's he's on the mornings. And, wow. And that's well. What okay. he first put out was he was like, okay, I just want to clear something up. A lot of people think that the woman in this clip is my co-host. Mm. It is not. Right. And those two fools shouldn't even be on my station.
1: Wow. So
2: he put out, and I was like, oh, that's a good good um, announcement that you made.
1: Well, here is the clip that was heard around the world. You can hear it. Fourth man also confirmed it. You know, she called him the N-word. That's when they really went after Okay, her. let me
0: ask you a question. Yeah. Were they acting n wordish?
2: There's your question. They were acting thuggerly, like, I think. They're were they thugs.
0: acting n wordly. Yeah. And by the way, You can't I'll... say that. What are you doing? No, were they acting that way? No, you... Do, you... You can't say that. Hey, I if that was also been, stop hey. saying thugs, say. that's
1: part of the problem. You can't no, it's you not. They're thugs. They They're thugs. If
0: you look like a thug and if you act like a thug and you got three on one and beating up and, a white woman
1: with a two by four, by God, you're a thug.
0: And by the way. There are people in the black community would say they are acting n-wordly. But, but they can say that. You can't say that.
2: It's double standard. I was going to say it if that It doesn't matter. Been. And
0: I don't appreciate the double standard. Well, it if doesn't. Who act, cares? If
2: she had been a black woman, the n-word wouldn't have been that big a deal. They'd
0: have walked away. But a white woman, called yeah, three black you guys, can't say the it. n-word, bam. We're say going it. back. But they were acting that way. It, no they but you you don't understand the meaning of, of no, that. Uh, we I understand, understand, oh, I understand, you don't. The meaning very I'm well. Telling you. I understand the meaning very well. I'm going to apologize anybody offended by that right now. I'm just no one's right offended. Now. I'm going to apologize for that.
2: You know, I have to I have to give some credit to whoever the third yeah, voice was. Right. Their producer who's clearly the odd man out in the room and was trying in in probably the only way he knew how mm-hmm. to like a Write it, right, and B save his job,
1: right. I just right. want
2: to give. I don't know who that is, but I want to give that person a shout out. Who who was clearly in such a state of shock that was like he, he was like, what 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 You're seriously like
1: that. Oh. H- how is this happening like how are you uh, how are you saying this? Now here's why I'm actually happy this conversation happened. This is putting a spotlight on how people really feel Mm -hmm. if they felt bold enough to go on a public radio station on the airwaves, which I'm assuming if Brother Wheeze is the morning show, it's a very popular radio station, hugely, very listened to. And if they felt comfortable enough to go on the radio and say that, what are they saying behind closed doors? And to me, that's why I was like, all right, clearly that's bad what they said. But what? Are Kimberly and Beck saying behind closed doors where we will never know? You
2: can, you can only imagine.
1: Like my grandma says, what happens in the dark will always come to light. And we are shining a light on these type of people. Mm-hmm. And they should not be able to have a voice.
2: No, certainly not.
1: They have been fired.
2: Right. I saw that right away because I think it happened. Did it happen either that day or the next day they made the announcement, whatever it was. And I was like, thank God.
1: So here's a report from one of the radio websites. Like, there are actually websites (laughs) in the world that covers radio news, and I read all of them because I'm a radio dork. Absolutely. I'm a radio nerd. Kimberly and Beck fired again. Controversial Rochester, New York radio veterans Kimberly Ray and Barry Beck have been fired again, this time from their afternoon show on iHeartMedia Classic Rock Radio 95.1 after racially charged comments made on Tuesday following a confrontation between a couple and a group of looters after a local Black Lives Matter protest on Saturday. Um, Then they basically just rehash what you just listened to. Uh, not surprisingly, that back and forth set off an almost immediate social media firestorm, including comments from at least one horrified co-worker, Deanna King, a cast member of the Brother Wee show, made her feelings of disgust known publicly in the early hours of Wednesday morning in a tweet that said, I have never and would never spew such racist hate. I've told management I won't work at a company that employs people like this. I'm raising my children to love everyone and stand up for what is right. I will too. Uh, in a statement, uh, the market president of iHeartMedia Upstate New York said, we made the decision to terminate Kimberly and Beck yesterday. As soon as we learned of their comments and informed them early this morning, we will not tolerate this kind of behavior, which is uh, anti-ethical to, is that right?
2: I think it's antithical. I? Antithetical? Maybe it's anti. And whatever.
1: I've never seen that word before. I'm like, wow, I've never seen that I word before. I anyway sorry I'm like okay I gotta google that later Uh, to our core values and beliefs and to our commitment to our community and everyone in it And actually, this isn't the first time Kimberly and Beck have been been in hot water over inflammatory on-air comments. Almost exactly six years ago, they were fired from their 13-year morning gig across the street after a 12-minute rant about the city's decision to award benefits to employees who are transgender or gender non-conforming. Oh, and they've also been sued several times for various on-air indiscretions. So, But
2: they were still rehired.
1: Yes. This is what we're fighting for. Right. For people like this, and I get it, radio companies, any company, wants money. Yeah. And I'm sure they have an audience because clearly they were hired. They have been sued. They have been let go. And they have been hired because they have an audience. There are people that enjoy them. And radio stations have been like, well, we want what you give, what you give out, so let's hire you. Mm -hmm. We're coming to a point now where companies are realizing that that is not okay.
2: Yeah. You have to choose. Do you want money or do you want to be on the right side of history?
1: Absolutely. And so I applaud, um, even though they are a competing company, but it's still radio. um, And I was just disgusted that, you know, even though we are as radio people – uh, compete against each other. It's a small, um, you know, clubhouse of radio people. And to allow that is just it, it just blew my mind. We cannot allow those sort of things to happen. And we're shining a light on it. And it's being called out. Right. Perez Hilton picked up on it. He even commented on the radio stations, uh, Instagram. Oh, and was like, what the hell are y'all doing? yeah because this was uh because their company like a lot of other radio companies on Sunday or Monday they posted with the black square and the white lettering Which, like,
2: oh I forgot about that yeah. that was even worse
1: right so, where it's like we don't ah. condemn inequality we love everyone Kumbaya and then Kimberly and Becker going on and calling people that
2: but the the what just hurts the most is Is that, that's not like shock jock radio saying things for the, you know, purpose of getting caller interaction or whatever it is. Right. Like, that's just how you feel. Right. And you are so strongly in the belief that you are right that I'm not sure how to teach those people. Right. Because they're not living in the same reality that we are. Like- you're teaching your kids that. Yeah. And that's why racism still exists.
1: And they're not using their platform for good. No. I mean, I understand, you know, our job is to, number one, entertain. And as a broadcaster, that, like, we don't own our airwaves. You, the people, we, the people, taxpayers, we own the radio, the, the, the airwaves. That's part of your job as a broadcaster is to in times of trouble to be there to give out and disseminate information. And I feel like on a higher level is to educate in between the fun. Right. Because, yes. That is how we get ratings. That's how we get you to listen is we like to have fun. Our job, our contracts, I feel like shouldn't be like a legal document. It should be like a piece of paper with like crayons on it. Like (laughs) your job is to have fun on the radio and get people to laugh and feel good on the way to work. Correct. But also on top of that, and I take this very seriously, we all take it very seriously, is to uplift the conversation. Because in one instance, you know, we're talking about, You know, the most embarrassing thing Holly did. And then on another, we're talking about this mother who is white, who has biracial kids, who really wants to, who feels like she's done a bad job in teaching her kids about race issues. Mm. And that's all in a span of like 15 minutes on our show.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, our job is not just entertainment. It's information. But that's why it's sort of like infotainment. Right. You got to kind of walk that line. And then sometimes you go all the way to one. Sometimes you go all the way to the other. But it's a weird line that we have to walk.
1: Absolutely. And so I just I I never wish for someone to lose their job or to lose their way of living because and even as hateful as some people are, I always think about, you know, like, let's just say they're living paycheck to paycheck. And so they just got let go and they probably get like a severance, you know, what are they like? How are they literally going to pay their bills? And if they have kids like their kids won't, you know, will be will the kids suffer are gonna from suffer it because they're right. dumb. And so I on a human level, I just I feel bad human to human. But also like you can't do that. No, you can't get away with that. And you're learning, and let this be a lesson that you can't do that anymore.
2: Right. And I'm trying to think, because I always like to think of all angles and all sides and what someone would say in response to, like, let's say someone supports them, and they're like, well, they're allowed to say, it's free speech. Right. Yes. Yes. You notice they weren't arrested. That's that's free speech. Right. You're allowed to say, th- I mean, you, obviously, we do have laws about, like, you can't say the F word. Right. <laughs> like, there are things that you are legally not allowed to do, but- What they did was not illegal, but what they did was uh, something that's cause for consequence. Right. And that goes all the way back to those Duck Dynasty days. You remember that?
1: Oh, that's right. When everybody
2: was like, how? Free speech. They can say that. Yes, you can say anything Mm -hmm. you want to, Mm -hmm. but there's consequences to what you say. And so the people that are like, oh, it's such a shame they got fired because I'm sure there are some of them. Right. They are. They don't understand that. You can say that, you can think that, it doesn't make it right. Right. And so if there's confusion, that's where the people need to learn. Mm. And, and you know, I was thinking about this. Let me go off on a quick side tangent. Please. So I was just thinking that it's like you are hearing a lot these days. People say, I just don't understand. And you hear that from both sides, actually. Um of the political aisle, because as much as we try to not break it down to politics, for some reason, every damn thing in 2020 has been made to be political. Right. So if you want to break it down to politics and there's the ideologies of the right wing and the left wing, whatever, if you put yourself somewhere on that spectrum and lean one way or the other, you've probably said during this whole year at some point, I just don't understand. Mm. And if you find yourself saying that, Instead of that being the end of the discussion, because I hear that from people sometimes, well, I just don't understand. So, guess it's just crazy. Right. No, well, if there's something that you don't understand, as an adult, it's kind of your responsibility to learn about it mm-hmm. and to keep asking questions as to why, like if there's something that I don't understand and I get it because you're not always prepared to do the research, but at least shelf it and come back to it. Mm -hmm. Because if there is something that you don't understand, you have all the knowledge in the world at your fingertips. You don't even have to go to the damn library anymore. You just Google (laughs) and you find out, okay, so I don't understand these protests research. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand how people can just be so racist. That would be something I would say. Right. Like a, as a person who considers herself an ally, I the first thing that struck me was, I don't even understand. Mm. How can they even think like this? And right. then it would be super easy for me to just be like, well, they're, they're freaking stupid. Mm-hmm. And then just move on with my day. Mm-hmm. But I like knowledge. Yeah. So someone in my position, I'm like, I don't get it. Well, then I'm going to go, okay, well, Let me think of why they might be this way. And then I can kind of deconstruct it, do some research, figure it out. That's the only way that you're going to eventually try to change someone's mind like that. Mm. Sometimes it really sucks because you you have to try to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Right. And maybe you don't like them. Maybe you don't like those shoes. But that's the only way you can probably reach them. And exchange ideas. Mm. Because right now, no ideas are being exchanged if you think like that. Right. And no ideas would be exchanged if I gave up too and was like, I don't even know what. I think I even said it like five minutes ago. So if I just switch teams on this, then that's fine. I'm open to learning. If you feel that way, tell me why. And then let me hear you. And then let me see if you will hear me. Mm Mm-hmm. At least I will be the one that's open to a discussion. Uh
1: I wa I actually have it bookmarked because I'm like that too. Like I'm so curious. I wanna know I really wanna know what that word is that we didn't know. I'm like, I've never seen that word before. Oh, What
2: was? That? I'm gonna look it up real quick.
1: Um here, I'll pull it up on the screen here in the studio. Um Cause
2: I I that's why I said um uh what I said. He's
0: directly opposed or contracted.
1: Ah, uh, which is Can
2: I spell it out for me. A N T I S.
1: There's a lot of T's and I's. <laughs> um, Boy, I was going to
2: say. Or, yeah, mutually incompatible. Okay. So and, that makes and, sense in the, in the scheme of the sentence. And how do you say it? Um, how do you pronounce antithical.
1: it? Antithical? Is, it
2: right. is it what I said? Yeah. I thought Which it was is
1: antithetical to our core values and beliefs and to our commitment to our community. Okay. Antithical. That's a new word. I love it. I love learning new words. Is it, I
2: have Hard, you know what I've never learned how to do, and what? I just I never wanted to. Um, like you know how they have the the phonetical spelling? Yeah, I don't understand. that. Really, you're plot up mine. Uh huh. Because I would, I need to pronounce antithetical, antithetical, uh, antith- antith- antithet- nope. <laughs> antithetical. Nope. Antithetical, so antithetical. So that's different than antithetical.
1: Mm. That's a different word. Play See, again. I
2: love
0: antithetical. Words.
2: I just don't know how to understand the.
0: Yeah, I don't know how
1: to do that. Oh, I do. Surprisingly, I actually get those when you look up a word and it has the like.
2: What is the upside down E? What the hell is that?
1: I don't know why, but to my crazy brain, those make sense. Like antithetical. Yes, like it's so weird that it actually makes sense to me.
2: Yeah, I don't. I can't. Usually I just do what Scott does and I look for the pronunciation. Guy <laughs> because I, I, when I spell things phonetically, I don't use like upside down E's and weird-ish <laughs> like that. I just put like how many syllables it is and where you put the emphasis. Mm. By the way, quick PSA, if you're ever trying to spell something phonetically for someone, put the emphasis in. You can't just split it and put dashes. Like you have to show which words are, mm. which part, where the emphasis goes. You don't want the emphasis on the wrong syllable.
1: The mo you know. Okay,
2: thank you for coming to my <laughs> TED talk.
1: No, there is a video. Speaking of like gaining knowledge, that I saw on uh, the media site Vox, mm. where and I, I bookmarked it because it was like a ten minute video, and I didn't have time yesterday to watch it. But it explains why and how the South has romanticized the Civil War in slavery, mm. and it talks some specifics about the history books and whatnot, and it's just super fascinating. See,
2: that is fascinating to me because mm-hmm. I love to know why. Right. Because when you just look at someone and go, well, I just don't get it, and then write it off, Yeah. that's, that's ignorance on your part too. Mm-hmm. So now we got two sets of ignorances that are never, ever, ever going to come together with agreement because neither one of them wants to learn about each other.
1: Um, I feel like if I weren't doing radio, like if radio didn't happen for me, I would have been a history teacher mm. because I just feel like I've always been fascinated by history. And for some reason lately, I've just really delved into it. Um, and I know, and I say recently, like over the past, like four or five years, but r- most recently, because we're watching the show Outlander. Oh, that I've been just so fascinated by England and by how they that little island took over Scotland above them and then Ireland and then they went over all over the world. And
2: they were brutal.
1: Right. And that and that is what's fascinating to me. And I wanna read or research about how the British you know, they would send over their uh people that were in jail and whatnot as, like, to serve out their sentence to the colonies, to New America.
2: And the Australia, too.
1: Right. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm curious on, like, how, like, what's the correlation between that and, like, how the South became the South? Mm. Like, what's the correlation between how the British had this, like, iron fist of taking over different places
2: they were conquerors they were
1: and like how that led to how america is because there is a direct line there i just i'm not smart enough to like be a history professor to figure that out but i'm sure there's been papers and uh, movies or documentaries about that
2: Ooh, that would be really fascinating to look into i you know it kind of sucks that you have to go through school When you're a kid. Yeah. Because you're supposed to learn some of that stuff. Right. In high school, in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was so not interested. I didn't even get the span of it. I was like, Mm
1: -mm. huh? Well, you just don't have the perspective. I mean, I remember at my two-year school, it was a, like, they had two dorms, and it was for all of us kids that were from, like, Atlanta or from wherever else. And most of them, like most, a lot of two-year schools, it was a commuter school. And all of the sort of non-traditional students, what they call them, it was like people our age now or older who would come to class and we were, you know, like 17, 18, 19. And, you know, even though I loved school, there were some classes where I was like, yeah, but they were always on it. They were ace every test. And I would always sort of like boot scoot over to them in some of the subjects where I, didn't, I wasn't doing too well to tutor me. There was this one lady, and I wish I remembered her name because I'd love to send her just a thank you card When I at my two-year school when I was going through my remedial math class, and she was in it too. And she used to sit in the library for hours and just help me understand. And I don't know what she did, but the way she explained math to me, it just made sense. And so after that first semester we were together, I was like, Melissa, when's your next? What, what what class are you taking it? Because I'm gonna take you take it with you, so you can help me if you don't mind. And like, and she was a nurse or something like that. And I would like drive a town over to study with her mm. um, during her downtimes because she was just so good at explaining it. But she was just there's something about being older. And their perspective, our perspective now is a little bit different to where you would appreciate it so much more than back then.
2: Yeah, it just is a shame because I could go do that. But, like, once you get past that stage, you're like, whew. Right. Don't have to write papers anymore or whatever. I'm busy. Um, so it's like you you don't have as much time, but you can do it. It just sucks that while you have to do it, you're not taking advantage of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I can see myself, um, you know, if we got older and – I don't know. I didn't have as many responsibilities and uh, I could see myself like, what did they say to take a course that you, um, there's a phrase that they use to take a college course, audit a a college course where you can go and like take it for free. There's like something that they have like that. Like you're not trying to get a degree, but you just like want to take a class just to learn. I don't know if that's true. I feel like I heard that. Maybe it was in a movie where you like audit a a college (laughs) course. I I don't don't know. know Maybe I've never heard that. I have to do a Google search and see. Um, But like going through some of these history classes that I took back then that I didn't appreciate and doing it again with like a more open mind and a better interest. Right. I think that would be so fascinating to do that.
2: Yeah. And I would like to know because that's where I come into a lot of questions. See, I grew up in in Ohio And I understand the history of the people in Ohio, well, at least in where I'm from, Um, because mostly they are like second generation immigrants Mm. that came from Italy, Poland, Ireland, um, like those European nations, probably Scotland and England, things like that. And they, a lot of them came through Ellis Island and then went through New York and, and eventually settled in Ohio. And you had these po- Greek, had these pockets of local little ethnic things. And I understand the history and where those people come from and like what they went through. What I don't understand yet or what I don't know and maybe what I missed in a class somewhere along the line is where the majority of Southerners came from, mm. what heritage is it, What uh, are the belief systems? What are they rooted in? Um, Like you said, talking about how a lot of like slavery went and like the Civil War. How has it been romanticized? You know, anything that has to do with Southern history, I'm definitely lacking because, you know, what would I have done that for living up
1: north? We learned a little bit like in eighth grade, you had to take Georgia history um, but I don't remember, it was eighth grade, so I don't remember. All I remember, the term carpetbagger.
2: <laughs> Which is crazy! Like, uh, you used that to me one time, and I was like, <laughs> Is that a real word? <laughs> what does that mean?
1: Yeah, like, I remember learning that term. I remember learning about, um, just reconstruction and the different terms that came with that. And th- that's about it. That's about all I remember from back then. Um, but I just remember, like, James Oglethorpe, he... I believe founded Savannah or something like that. But, like, these are things that I have, like, a hair knowledge of that I remember, but I want to, like, relearn and just sort of go back over because I find it, like, just super fascinating.
2: Yeah. And, I but again, that goes back to me wondering why people do what they do. Right. Comes from somewhere.
1: Right. And that's sort of why, which the show Outlander that we're watching, where it's basically this woman from the 40s goes back in time by accident to the 1700s in Scotland and it's very much fiction, romanticized. But um, maybe is it you that told me that she takes – because these are based on books. Mm-hmm. And she takes – the author takes a long time in writing them because she does so much historical research yes. on the customs and what was happening back then. Yeah,
2: they're all historically accurate. I mean, the books are – Way bigger than the Harry Potter books. Oh, really? Massive.
1: Wow. There's like
2: seven or eight of them. Ooh. Like huge books. And it's because she includes all of this historical detail about England, Scotland, even America. Really? Yeah. Oh. Maybe they haven't gotten to that book.
1: Yet. I mean, well, I'm only on season three. Oh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I told Abe because he's going out of town soon that because we're watching it together and we're on season three. It's at like the last season that's on Netflix, and then there's two more seasons that are on Stars. And I'm like, listen, you're gonna be gone for a week, so we're gonna just have to part ways on it because this has been my escape for yeah. the past two weeks, and it's just, yeah, I love it. I can't talk enough about it. Uh, anybody have anything else they want to say, Scott? I have nothing.
0: <laughs> nope. That's like Najma. I'm going
1: to say, have you said anything on the podcast There's
0: nothing really I, I want to say. No. So I, gotta, too, are we boxing you out? No. I did, I don't have any comments to those uh, discussions. We, I mean, you're talking about classes that you want to take. I just got out of classes, so I don't oh, want to take true. any classes right now. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> want to learn, are but I don't want to. Are we boring? No. Did,
1: you, did we bore Did you yawn? No. Is no, this actually, a boring podcast? No, no.
2: I want to say he didn't yawn. I'm just Jesus. wondering if we're boring and anybody even wants to hear them. No.
0: This. <laughs> People want to hear it, yes. Do they? Yes. No, no, no. Yes, because Maybe. I think a lot of people have those same thoughts. No. But you got to remember, <laughs> I also get very distracted because I'm looking at like constant updates over here on like my computer. And so as soon as I dive into that world and I have to like pull myself out, mm. it's been a lot of that recently where I just get sucked in and then I'm like, can't look away because there's just there's a lot on social media right now so yes there is. i
1: know i i we might have to institute that rule which we did this years ago when we were first learning how to do a morning show uh because way back in the day when we would start a break on the air all of our laptops would be open and whoever was talking no one would be looking at them and then we'd all just be on our computers and be like yeah i know that's crazy right (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then just repeat what the other person said because you weren't really looking yeah so that's why you'll notice when we talk we both holly will put her laptop down or i'll put my phone down unless i'm like looking for something that is about to happen in that segment or something that's coming up but that might do you good to do that
0: i mean yeah i i usually do like I'll if we're during the show like i'll minimize everything or just have it up on my like you know, just regular screen for recording the show mm-hmm. to make sure that's, that's going. I, I don't usually do it while the show's happening. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Unless it's mm-hmm. like, you know, making sure social media is like, things are reacting, people are replying, mm-hmm. stuff like that.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to walk over to your computer sometime and see. While the
0: show's happening? Yes. You can get a cordless <laughs>
1: like
2: yeah. or a long cord.
0: Yikes.
1: And I feel like we haven't said this in two weeks because things have been so crazy, but Platypus.
2: Oh, yeah. I have this little uh, platypus toy over here. It's like a miniature plastic platypus.
1: Yeah. And it was
2: all disrupted this morning. had tumbled down off of its perch, and I was like, whoa, guy, get back up there. Oh. So, platypus.
1: That's (laughs) our code word. If you listen to the Uncensored podcast a lot and you write to us on social media or you see us in public, you just say platypus. And we know that you listen to the podcast and mm-hmm. it's just for you to know. Yeah. Um. And you know what? I will actually put this out there because I was thinking about where I wanted to put this, Uh. not just on social media or on the show. But I have a bunch of, sorry, a bunch of pride stickers, Miguel and Holly pride stickers that I have been buying them throughout the year. And, you know, to give out during pride, but we're not having a pride parade this year. Obviously, pride is still happening but not just an event. So if you want a Miguel and Holly pride sticker, you can email me, Miguel at hot1015 Tampa and I will send you a sticker. Okay. Okay. Just I love send me it. your name, your full name, and your address. Email me and then we'll put it in the mail for you and send it to you. And this is be the only place where I talk about it. Oh, is right here on the podcast.
2: Hopefully, you made it through all that boring other. stuff. I know, sorry.
1: It wasn't my- boring. It's not, I'm
2: not saying you said it's boring. I just suddenly got self conscious about how oh, like inside no. we were talking about. Like, I don't think
0: it was inside. It's history. just I think like I, this is one of those moments where like I'm a little like like. On the outside of it Yeah, Of yeah. that subject
2: Yeah, yeah And that's I okay
0: it. I think it's because I literally like Well, you're in a different I'm in that bubble of like I don't still appreciate The classroom Right
1: Do you Do we seem old to you, Scott? No, not at all But
0: it's like There's little moments Where I feel like I'm like Oh, I'm not at that level yet mm. And that there's nothing wrong with that It's right. just that shows like There's okay Me, I'm 23 mm-hmm. Yeah and, Like that Definitely shows like My little bubble right there Right that makes sense. I th- I felt like that when I was twenty three. I think it's just I think it's kind of cool because those are those moments where it's like if I was just around people my age, I wouldn't see that perspective. But I also like I admire that and I I learn from that mm. in those right. ways. So I think it actually works. But n- in no ways does that mean I look at you all as old. Not at all.
1: Hashtag old. Oh. Uh, <laughs> if, if you made it as far. To the podcast. Holly, what's your social media?
0: Radio Holly on Instagram. I have
2: a TikTok.
1: And <laughs> Twitter. And
2: Holly on Hot 1015.
1: She said, hey, look, look, y'all, I'm young.
0: Yeah, I got to TikTok. I'll TikToking.
1: Scott, what's your social media?
0: At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter.
1: Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, everywhere. And make sure you can, if you listen to Miguel and Holly Uncensored, that you rate and subscribe, and you can listen to... Most podcast places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also on the Hot 1015 app. Catch up on,
2: Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly
0: Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored, quarantine edition from Hot 101.5, made hot by
2: Corona Beer.